You're listening to the Husker CuzCast Sports Show. Now, here's Justin Fielder, Derek Stafford, and Tyler Schaefer. Hello and welcome to the Husker CuzCast Sports Show. Justin here along with, along with Cousins Derek and Tyler. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at HuskerCuzCast for all podcast updates and more. We're here for our Indiana preview, guys. We're coming off the bye week. And for the audience listening at home, just so you know, we will interrupt this podcast to go live to Mike Judge trying to hit home run number 61. You guys following that? Cool, hit number it's, 700. It's it's Aaron Judge, not Mike Judge. It'd Mike be Judge a hell of a lot more interesting if it was Mike Judge. Nobody gives a shit about Aaron Judge right now. ESPN thinks we do, though. I, well, A... I do care a little bit about. It. I think that's interesting. And why dude, is it interesting? How, it's going for sixty some home runs. That's exciting. No, that that can be handled over an ESPN alert. That's like, oh, cool. I don't need to see Cubs. every if he, play, if he played for the Cubs, you'd want to watch that. I don't know. I mean, that... and two, how many of our listeners know who Mike Judge is? <laughs> Uh, shut up. Beavis. I don't think they got it by that, Tyler. Yeah, my, 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 be- my Beavis laugh wasn't that great. <laughs> Your Beavis and Butter laugh was worse than my Eddie Murphy. <laughs> uh, anyway, this is, yeah. why we, this is why we do a podcast, not a comedy show, boys. <laughs> well, the bottom line is nobody gives a shit about this uh, Yankee stuff. I mean, if it was like 73, then maybe I'd, give in- I'd be interested. But uh, back to Indiana. Uh, Indiana's coming to town, 6.30 night game. I'll be back in Nebraska for this game, drinking and golfing and partying with you animals. So I'm really looking forward to this. It's going to be a lot of fun. But I got to ask you this. You know, that line, Nebraska is now favored five and a half, and it even touched six. Derek, why the hell is Nebraska favored in this game? Ah, man, you know, it's it's, it's really a perplexing deal here. The only thing I can come up with is on paper where where we have more talent. We're at home. Uh, Indiana's just not looking great this year. They're three and uh, one. I, they are three and one, but their defense is almost as bad as ours. Statistically, Tyler, are you shocked that the line is what it is? Yeah, yeah, I would have thought it'd been a pick em. Um you know, you talked about Indiana being 3-1, and, and, and yes, that is true. But that win over Illinois, that was a dirty, dirty win. Like, I mean, they did, Illinois beat Indiana. I mean, that was a Nebraska yeah. loss. That was, like, literally finding a way to lose that game with a little bit of help from the refs. Like, Illinois had that touchdown. They had turnovers. They couldn't score in the end zone. But, I mean, the, Illinois completely outplayed Indiana in that game. Um, fortunately, I bet on Indiana, so I'm happy with the outcome. But, uh, but no, I mean the the three and one is definitely a little bit of asterisk next to it. Yeah. Uh, before we move on any further with Indiana, uh, Mickey Joseph he came to the podium as interim head coach yet again, and uh, I, I don't know about you guys, but I just love listening to Mickey Joseph talk. I mean, everything that he says. I mean. He's really brief with his answers, but he's funny. He's really funny. You know, uh, last week or so, he had the little joke about, have you talked to Tom Osborne? And he's like, yeah, he still talks to me like I'm 19. But that's cool. And then this week when he's talking about, you know, he went back to New Orleans uh, for some recruiting thing. And it's just funny. It's like, uh, uh, he said, uh, Every, everybody wants a job. Everybody has the answers and everybody wants a job. He's just funny for, and I just... I don't know. I, I really enjoy listening to him, and uh, this is one of the things that we said in the off season, or I had said in the off season when it was announced that the assistant coaches wouldn't be made available during the season because it's like guys like Mickey Joseph, where I just enjoy listening to. Uh, I, well, Mickey we, Joseph said himself in this uh, press conference that he doesn't want to do it. He hates he it. Doesn't want. He doesn't want to be in front of the cameras. He said that from the very from his uh, first presser at the uh, beginning of fall camp, uh, he he didn't want to be there. He's he, he didn't want to do that stuff. But 
uh, and I get that, but he's just so great to listen to. Uh, Tyler, what do you think of Mitch and Joseph when you hear him talk? Well, I mean, I, I'm not isn't thrilled with him as you are. Um, I, I, I haven't heard you talk this glowingly about someone talk ever. Um, but I will say, compared to what we had with Scott Frost, he is definitely a better interview. But I, it, I do still catch myself playing a little bit of a uh, coach speak bingo with him. Uh, he's not quite Frost level. Frost Frost had that down pat. Like he he was the king of not giving you anything. Uh, but Mickey's Mickey's trying. He he is definitely trying to do that. I mean, talking about the injuries and the way he's doing it, not giving you any information that's at all relevant. Yeah, he he he's got he's got the he's got the he learned from Frost something. Injuries. Uh, what we found out from Mickey Joseph is Kevin Williams. Kevin Williams is out for two to three weeks with a high ankle sprain. And reports are that he might be out for the actual season. So again, learning from Scott Frost of how to lie. Oh, really? About I, I had not heard those reports. So the reports are he's out for the season. And I think the verbiage is he's out this week. Uh, he'll be out, uh, or he'll be out for a couple weeks. Mickey Joseph said he had surgery already, and he'll be out for two to three weeks. Yeah, that's what he said today at the presser. Okay, so maybe the reports are wrong. But I just, I, I, the what surgery is he having? He's coming back in three weeks on. Some for a high ankle sprain. I don't know. I don't know how that stuff works. It's all Look, a at, mystery. At, at the end of the day, you can be as funny as you want because funny doesn't win games. And so, until he starts winning games, you can like him all you want, but. I get it. One of the interesting things is when he was talking about the defense and getting play calls in, what I thought was interesting is he was going to simplify the defense. He was going to have Bill Bush simplify the defense. But the interesting thing to me, at least, was he was stressing the one-word calls, one-word play calls. That one word was going to cover the front and the coverage of the blitz. And so I, I don't... I've never heard of this before. I, maybe it, it is a little bit more common. Have you heard of this? Just a one-word call to for the entire defense? So that was pretty fascinating to me and see, because that seems Fascin- like... Fascinating or scary? Well, yeah, both. Both, really. Because It seems like if you're only using one word, it's a good possibility that teams are going to pick up on what you're doing. Pretty well, fast. It, it's not just that. The reason why coaches typically use multiple words is not because they want a, a big sentence. It's because certain words mean different things. So some, so maybe it's just the game plan for Indiana because of their tempo. Well, uh, and it, it, it could it could be the, the, a sign of simplifying it, right? I mean, if you're not sure. doing many blitzes, if you're not doing many things different, you could be fine with seven different words and encompass a whole defensive game plan. Yeah. Um, but again, that's just a very, very again. I just don't see that as a sustainable. I think teams will pick up if you're doing five oh, to oh, six sure. things. But I, I just thought that was interesting week. how they're transitioning from you know this putrid defense that we've had over the first four games, and then in the bye week they're instituting these one word play calls for the defense. That's going to be something to keep keep an eye on. It, it really is to see if it is you know. Uh, Picked up really easy. I mean, I'm sure it's not like any Navajo calls where nobody else can translate. I don't know. That's a wind talker reference. No, never mind. Uh, that was probably the most interesting thing that came out of this is just something with the defense. Uh, he also said all commitments uh, are in except for the one. Uh, we lost the uh, defensive end. Help me out with his name doesn't matter Lenhard, i think he's uh he's not at all in but everybody else is uh he talked about ernest houseman uh no longer on uh the two deep uh but he's not hurt and but he's still in the mix you know he's still in the mix at playing time and special teams according to mickey joseph but that was a notable omission off of the uh, the depth chart uh, guys like Malcolm and Gold, they're they're coming in onto the depth chart, and uh, I just had it. W- w- the U- UCF transfer was this Brandon Moore is his name. Moore, yeah. 
Yeah, and he's he's now on the depth chart, and that's a kid that came in. He's a seventh-year senior out of UCF. He came in in the middle of fall camp. He had battled injuries. He's a really good player at UCF, and Scott Frost and Shenander gave him a chance. And it seems like it's working out because he's uh, he's climbed that ladder, and he's in the number two spot uh, behind uh, uh, Quentin Newsom. Shoot, just went blank. But, you know, good for that. Do you guys have any thoughts on any other depth chart changes that you saw? I'm not going to lie. I didn't really look totally close at the depth chart. I glanced over it like I do most weeks. Uh, I didn't see a ton of changes, but. Tyler? Well, I, I would say that Ernest Hausman to me is the one that stands out. And I know you kind of briefly touched on it, but this is a guy who started two weeks ago. Um, true freshman. Like 80 snaps, too. <laughs> 80 snaps. Um, I have not overly been impressed with him, um, but he was a true freshman and certainly had shown things that made you think he could develop. And to him, not only not being a starter, which makes sense, Nick Henrik is back, but to not be in the too deep um, is interesting. The other noteworthy thing is Omar uh, Brown yes. moved from safety to nickel. Um, I again not not really sure how material of a change that'll be, but it, it it could shake it up. This is a guy if you remember, um, led the country for freshmen and FCS interceptions. I don't remember the exact line at this point, but really guy that a lot of people expected a lot of. Maybe maybe you start seeing him come in because he was not playing well at safety. He was clearly not a safety and kind of looking at how this defense has unfolded this year to me it, it was a matter of well he's not one of our two best corners but our safety spots are not not ideal and let's try to get him there and he just didn't pick it up reading between the lines and him at nickel maybe will be a little bit more natural for him especially if we run a true nickel and not this hybrid so but those are the basically that most of the other things stand, stand in line the other one that's just funny to me is Ramir Johnson still listed as an or for number two running back. Which yeah. it's, again, a, a great Scott Frost pickup. Uh, let's just list every player. Like, the dub chart's a joke. But, yeah, Ramir Johnson's taken, like, two snaps at running back all year, and he's still an or for number two running back. Well, when Omar Brown, when he went moved to the nickel on the depth chart, it was uh, noted that uh, Chris Kolarvich... He moved to uh, linebacker behind Nick Henrich, so that's that's kind of interesting because uh, Chris Kalarvich he's been at nickel uh, behind Gifford, so and that that's was, solidifying where he probably belongs. With, yeah, I mean, you yeah. kind of had hope that with that hybrid, he would have like translated more into that, like kind of like the the outside backer slash hybrid. But he just never really excelled there. Not that he's played bad this year. He's, I mean on the brighter spots on our defense, uh, I think his play has been. So, yeah, maybe a middle backer will be better for him. Tyler, your your boy, Noah Pula-Gates, is behind Phelan Sanford at safety. Thoughts? Any thoughts on that? He's in the three deep. He's in the three that, deep. That's I think that's it. an improvement. Yeah. I, I'm excited about Jaden Goldie. I mean, he was our number one high, uh, high school recruit last year. So it's, it's great to see, you know, that it's been alluded that trying to get some young guys in the play and he was on paper, the most talented freshman we brought in. So it's nice to see him make his way into the depth chart. Uh, all right, let's get into uh, Indiana again. They're coming in as uh, six point underdogs. Uh, Tyler, as you're looking at this Indiana team, who are some of the players that we should be watching? Who are some of their impact players that we need to keep an eye on? Well, the, the number one guy Nebraska's needs to watch is on the defensive end, and this is going to be Cam Jones. Um, Cam Jones leads right now in the Big Ten in tackles. Um, he he has a sack on the season. This guy is a safety. He plays all over the field. He's the emotional leader. Uh, referencing the Illinois game, when he went out, there was a huge drop-off on that defense until he came back. So him coming back in the mix is, uh, or he, he's the guy that you're going to keep an eye on. Also on the defensive end is Dasan uh, Nicola. Um, 
he has uh, three sacks on the season. Uh, we know how bad Nebraska is at offensive line. This is a guy who can get after the quarterback. Um, so he's another guy you got to keep an eye on. On offense, I mean, I know we'll probably talk about the quarterback play, but he's not a guy to watch out for to me. The, their best offensive player is a guy named Charles Campbell. And if you're like, who is Charles Campbell? He is their field goal kicker. Indiana's offense has not exactly been the most potent this season. Um, I know Derek's going to give some stat breakdown. Um, but even the successes they've had, I think, are a lot due to competition. But uh, Charles Campbell right now has the uh, most made field goals in the Big Ten. He's kicking almost 90% and has eight field goals made. Um, he has a 51 long. I mean, this guy has range. And if the game comes down to having to kick, I mean, they definitely have the advantage there. Uh, all right, Derek, before we go to you, I just need to correct something. I, when I was talking about uh, in the secondary with Gold and Malcolm, I said Seth Malcolm. I meant Malcolm Herzog. But uh, anyway, Derek, your thoughts on Indiana? Uh, I, all right. I, I, I want to get more into some of these players. I, I, think, I think Tyler kind of left a few out. Uh, defensively, Aaron Casey. The linebacker, he's he's leading the team with six and uh, six tackles for loss. He's in the backfield a lot. He's another guy you're gonna have to watch out for. Linebacker, uh, I, I had Desan McCullough written down as well. Uh, I mean, these guys they get some tackles for loss. They re- they really do. So they they get in the backfield with our offensive line. That's got to scare some some people a little bit. Uh, Offensively, Tyler, you kind of talked about about the offense, but Cam Camper, their their leading wide receiver, has 418 yards through four games. I mean, he's averaging over 100 yards a game. So, I mean, let's let's not, and with our secondary being as uh, scary as it's been, let's not overlook him at all. The quarterback hasn't had the greatest of years, but he does have 1171 yards, seven touchdowns to four interceptions. So, I mean, he's not necessarily a terrible quarterback. I mean, Casey Thompson, for as great as he's been, only has five touchdowns. So, uh, on the Cam Caper um, thing, and again, obviously he's been putting up yards. Um, A lot of those yards came against last week against Cincinnati in – late game, second half, when they were blown out. He had 126 yards last week. The other big game he had this year, I mean, I mean that, that was his big game. That's not that, that's not a huge amount. That's not like 50% of his yards came in one game. I mean, he's averaging well, 100 yards a game. I mean, I guess. And he, I mean, he, just, he just barely had, I mean, 120 yards. He had 26 yards over that 100 yards. So he still had close to 100 yards every game. I mean, yeah. I, I, and, then and then their second receiver, who doesn't catch the ball near as much, only has a hundred. He has one hundred ninety-eight yards, but he's got two touchdowns to go with it. He does, and, and he also can. I to be fair. Caper had a huge game against Illinois with one hundred fifty-six yards. So, I mean, he had I guess two big games on the year. I, I just the, 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 their quarterback. I mean, I, obviously, has been putting up passing yards. But efficiency, he has not been. He has three of his four no, games this year interceptions. Efficient. I mean, he has been throwing interceptions. I mean, their offense has not been dynamic this year. Um, I mean, they 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 have they have not hit the forty point mark. Um, they took overtime for them to get over thirty against Western Kentucky. They have thirty five against Idaho. I mean, this is not exactly a potent offensive attack. And I agree, but they're going up against one of the worst defenses in the country. Well, the worst defense in the country. I think I think we've officially taken 131st uh, ranking. So, uh, not quite. But oh, that's why I had us down at 131st. Ooh, Derek, oh, total, give, give us the to, stat to, breakdown. <laughs> so total defense, we're 127th. Pass defense, 115th. Rush defense, 127th. And scoring defense, 114th. I was misled. We're last in the Big Ten, though. <laughs> oh yeah. They all. They also have a couple running backs who. I, I get they're not a huge running team, but they have two running backs that are averaging over four yards a carry. And with our linebacker play and our line play, that's a little worrisome too. 
Tyler, the dead last category that Nebraska is in in any uh, statistical category in the nation is putt returns. Putt returns. That's the one that you're looking for. <laughs> we we are averaging negative one yards a game. My God, if if you just you know what. <laughs> Can you imagine if you just fair catch every punt? It's an improvement. We improved our punt return game. Hey, that's one of the things that Mickey Joseph was talking about uh, in his presser today is uh, about uh, the special teams. And he's challenging those teams to just make one play. Go make a big play in the return game, whether it's punt return, kickoff return, whatever. Make a play. My God. You can do that in the punt returns. You're going to be alpha that 131st ranking. So, so I want to bring this up too. Uh, uh, not not talking about special teams, but uh, so here here was a key stat for me that does not bode well for Nebraska. I, I, in my opinion, this goes defensively. They they are 36th in the country in tackles for loss at six and a half tackles for loss per game. And 33rd in sacks with two and a half sacks per game. And with our offensive line, that worries me a lot. Yeah. Where Nebraska's ranked 122nd, 115th in those two categories. Yeah. Well, and, 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 and again, we I looked at some stats too, and to break it down a little bit, they're fifth in the Big Ten in sacks. Um, now, if you want to be optimistic, while Nebraska is dead last in the Big Ten in sacks, which could not have been more wrong, Indiana has given up the second most sacks in the Big Ten. So maybe this is the week, the NASCAR package. Bring it out. Like it's it, the, the defense is too dumbed down for that now. We, we can't do that now. Yeah. Well, you know what? I mean, as many times as uh, Basilic, as m- many times as he drops back, we need to get more than one sack in this game. I mean, 50 passes per game. 66 yeah. last week against Cincinnati. And I know they were getting their asses beat and they had to throw the ball. But before he passed like 50, he had 50 attempts last, the previous game against Western Kentucky. Yeah, the, which is fascinating to me because Tom Allen's a defensive coach. I mean, like you would think he'd be like, hey, how about let's run the ball? Like when you think defensive coaches, you think run the ball. And well, it, here, here's where I find the humor in it was, this was Nebraska's fear to start the season was Casey Thompson was going to be throwing 40, 50 times a game, and he's only throwing 29 times per game, and this guy's throwing 50. Yeah. Well, uh, what is really unheard of is against Cincinnati, they had over 100 plays in a game. And uh, the week before against Western Kentucky, they had 90 plays in a game. I mean, talk they're about very high, they're a very high tempo. Offense. Oh my god, that 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 scares me right there. That really scares me with our defense. Which brings me to the one, the other stat that kind of blew me away, honestly. So Nebraska actually hasn't beaten time of possession with twenty eight minutes a game to twenty five minutes a game. I won't go into the exact seconds, whatever. But Mickey Joseph's even alluded to slowing it down more. Like, well, I think you have to. You have a good run offense. We're ranked 35th in the country in run offense. You have a good running back. You have a good one-two combo. Even with even with AJ Allen, I think Irvin Irvin uh, brings in a good second punch. Uh, we know what we're getting out of Anthony Grant. He's a damn good running back. Uh, like again, we're 35th in the country in running the ball. Uh, stick to it. Stick to it. Run. Keep their offense off the field. And, and they can't stop the run. I mean, Chase Brown destroyed them week one, and they're thirteenth in the Big Ten in rush defense. I mean, we can get them on the ground on Saturday. Their rush defense is a lot better than Nebraska. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's it. If you look at the Big Ten rankings, it's basically Nebraska down here under about eight layers of dog shit, and one of those layers <laughs> of dog shit is Indiana's defense. So, I mean. Huh. They're not exactly. I mean, they're, again, they're, they're, and look, they're middle of the road in rush defense. They're seventy seventh, giving up one hundred forty nine yards a game. I mean, you say they can't stop the run, but I mean, they're thirteenth like, in the Big Ten. They're, I mean, you look at nationally. Okay. I mean, there's okay. a lot of conferences that don't run the ball. Like, 
I mean, again, and they played obviously Illinois. Who Nebraska's great only giving up. Hey, Nebraska's only giving up two hundred thirty-three yards. So, oh all right. So, as we look at this, and they're throwing out a lot of numbers, and I guess the probably the list why Indiana can win is long. But Tyler, why can Indiana win this game? I mean, Derek's alluded to us. I mean, what Indi- I mean, as bad as Indiana's offense is, our defense has just been atrocious. And if you had to say what their strength is on defense is getting after the quarterback, and that's what we can't do is stop a team from getting after the quarterback. So, I mean, I would say that their defense matches up really well against our offense. And while I think their offense is bad, it's probably about as bad of offense. I mean, there's going to be some really bad offenses. They're in the lower tier of offenses we'll play the rest of the year. Our defense has shown no life to stop anyone. Uh, Derek. Well, I mean, we give it five, over 500 yards to Northwestern. I, I don't think this offense is as bad as Northwestern's. So, I mean, there's plenty of reasons we can lose this game. So, let me ask you, let me ask you this real quick before you move on, Derek, because you brought up Northwestern. If Indiana and Northwestern were playing this weekend, who would you pick in this game? God. Probably Indiana. Tyler? Neutral field, Indiana. Indiana, yeah. And we lost to that Northwestern team. Crazy. Uh, yeah, it, it sounds nuts, it, especially look, where we're going to go in, with this. But. In, Indiana's 3-1, and one, and Northwestern's 1-3. and three. So, yeah, I'm probably going to pick the 3-1 and one team on any field. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry, I, I interrupted you, Derek. What, what are some of the other reasons why Indiana can win? I, I just it doesn't feel like a good matchup for Nebraska. And I here's the here's the thing. There's too many moving parts for this. Uh you, you know, the firing of Frost and that and then a week later you fire Shenander. Uh, just too many moving parts, too 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 much um, distractions. And you know, you're trying to simplify the defense. That's fine. I just you start running too simple of a defense, and they're going to start picking you apart, which we were already getting done to anyway. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think with Indiana's tempo, the amount of plays that they run, I mean, with as porous as our defense has been, it's kind of like jabs. You know, you, a couple boxers going at it. You got a guy that's just throwing jabs, not doing a lot of damage, but oh, give it enough time, it's going to take a toll. And you know, one of those jabs is going to hurt you a lot more than the rest of those jabs. And that's going to be like Indiana. Not all of their plays, they don't average a lot of yards per play. But all it takes is if you throw enough jabs, one of those is going to really hurt. And that's going to be like uh, against Nebraska's defense because our defense just sucks so bad. If you can't stop that jab... It's just going to keep on hitting you and hitting you and hitting you, and they're going to chip away. So I worry about the, uh, their tempo and our depth. Uh, we talked about some of the younger players uh, on the depth chart, and Mickey Joseph talked about that in his presser about getting some of these younger guys to play. And they, they're probably going to need to because looking at the last four games, I don't know if we're conditioned for a lot of these guys to play 70, 80 plays, 90 plays a game. Uh, so we're going to have to get some of these young dudes in. I mean, it's a, it's a recipe for that, you know, being upset again in Lincoln. We're six point or five and a half point favorites. It doesn't look at there's so many things that Indiana can do. Uh in my notes there, you know, that Dason McCullough with three sacks, you know, they have 10 sacks on the year, uh, which we already talked about. And, you know, as bad as our offensive line is, uh, if this gets to be a shootout, that that worry, that really worries me. Uh, but, Tyler, why could Nebraska, why can Nebraska win this game? Well, again, I think that they Indiana's offense um, has not been great. I mean, again, 
you can get after the quarterback there. They drop back a lot. I, I, I do think that the change in defensive coordinator, I'm hoping, will be some sort of spark and this defense and hopefully changing. Hopefully we didn't just make change for change's sake and there's actually improvement. But I think the biggest reason is, while their defense, our defense is just the worst I've already alluded to, they're, they also have a bad defense. And I think you look at a guy like Trey Palmer, who right now um, has tied, or I think he broke the record for most receptions through four games in Nebraska history. Um, He's been playing really great football. Anthony Grant, we've talked about in droves about how great he's been. Um, Casey Thompson has played some good football. Um, You know, you look at the game against uh, uh, Georgia Southern in defeat. He played his best game of football. I think you coming off a bye week there, he comes back a little bit refreshed. So I think we've got the offensive weapons to put up points against them um, if we can protect the quarterback. So I think we have like the skill position edge, if you will. Like I go through it, I think Trey Palmer's the best wide receiver on the field. I think Anthony Grant's the best running back on the field. I think uh, Travis Vokalek's the best tight end on the field. I think Casey Thompson, I don't know if I already said, Casey Thompson's the better of the quarterback. So I, I think that we have the skill position edge um against them and so the question is is can we protect the quarterback enough to take advantage of that all great points tyler uh derek what about you what do you think uh why can nebraska win uh well i i do think this is gonna be a shootout i i I, matter of fact i don't have much doubt in my mind i already put money on the over at 60 uh Look, it's going to come down to Casey Thompson and, it's, and the offensive line, as Tyler already spoke of. Right? If Casey, Casey Thompson is a much better quarterback than Connor Basilek. He, he really is. And I, we have the better running back. You're right, Tyler. Uh, defensively, they're, they're not good. I mean, they're not as bad as Nebraska, but they're not good. And so I see Nebraska putting up a lot of numbers. Uh, this is going to come down to... Nebraska holding on to the ball and not fumbling like we did last week. Because uh, that, that was a problem last week. Our, and it was our wide receivers, which was odd for me because our wide receivers over the last two or three years, even even this year, have held on to the ball very well. And so it was it was amazing to me that we had such a problem last week or two weeks ago, whatever. Uh, so it's going to come down to that right there. And Nebraska can win. Because Indiana is not a great team. It's at home. It's a night game. The crowd will still be pumped up. Yep. It, 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 is, it is another sellout. I don't know how many people actually show up for it, but it is another sellout. Uh, but, if, but if it does happen, if the, if the crowd is big, it's, it's an electric stadium at night. So I think being at home in a night game, that could give us a bit of an advantage. I mean, Indiana is, I mean, are we in agreement that Indiana is the easy, I'm not saying they're, we're way better than them, I'm not saying it's an easy game, but this is the easiest game left on our schedule, right? This and Rutgers, yeah. I mean, this I mean, dead home, Rutgers. night game, yep. after a bye week, like, it just seems like if not now, it's not going to happen. I I completely agree with that. Like, the, 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 this is the game, I mean... Okay, I, I've been a little bit weary of some of the firings, but you did it for a reason. And you gotta believe that Mickey Joseph, Trev Alberts, like, they believe that this is actually gonna make the team better. Um I I, I just think that two weeks hopefully get the team the distractions have got away a little bit. They've got a chance to kind of detox from it. And they the this probably will be the last night game at home this year. Um, I doubt we get another primetime home game this year. Maybe one more, but like, it's like if not now, this is this is the game. Yeah, and th- those are kind of the reasons that I took, not for so much the football related, but it's just kind of like the intangibles, you know, like being at home underneath the lights. Because I don't think this crowd, I don't think the Nebraska fans have quit on this team yet. I think they have uh, faith in uh, Mickey Joseph, and they want to see the team. And you know, Lincoln underneath the lights with the 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 light show going on there. I think that's going to be electric. And I th- really think that you know a week 
an extra week underneath the new leadership and, you know, just getting the practices going and maybe just a few days off, just that little break that they had, that mental break to separate themselves from the disastrous first four games. Maybe it re-energizes them. So uh, I'm just going with the intangibles, why Nebraska can win this game. Uh, so I want to ask you guys, as we look at – look into this game going forward defensive progress i mean we all want to see some defensive progress but how do you define uh defensive progress if not success i mean what are some of the things that you want to see in this game to make you think that we're moving forward derek i'm sorry did you call me or derek derek uh well i'm gonna keep it short and sweet here uh I, I don't know. Hold them under 500 yards. Like, that would be some progress. Okay. That's that's it? That's it. I, that, that's progress. Okay. I mean, I don't expect to see a top defense all of a sudden. Yeah. Just hold them under 500 yards. We haven't done that very well. Let's see if we can do it. Uh, Tanner, what about you? What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I mean, obviously that would be a great one. I, I'm going to go to a little bit different. The, uh, Indiana is... Uh, uh, 14th in the Big Ten in passing efficiency. They have not been highly efficient. They, I've already talked about the turnovers. Can we get? Can we cause turnovers? And can we get after the quarterback? Like, I mean, they're going to give us opportunities. They're going to put the ball in the air. I've given up on a great sack attack. I've actually leaned more towards the turnovers at this point because I feel like there's more hope that maybe our corners and safeties and Maybe Omar Brown coming in at nickel, they could actually start causing turnovers. Um, the Shenander defensive playing eight yards off the ball, hopefully that's done. So we're not going to be backing all the way off, and we play a little bit more aggressive. And I, I, I really want to see some turnovers and, and again, a little bit of getting after the quarterback. we we got to get more than one sack. We have to get more than one sack if they're going to drop back 50 times. I, I am exactly with you. That's exactly what I had there, Tyler. You know, Getting a pass rush and getting sacks. Yeah, we've had four this year, and this is a team that, not mentioning names, but somebody thought we could have like 10 times that amount at the end of the year. But uh, Still a chance. Still a chance, and maybe we can get it going this week with, with as much time as their quarterback drops back. But the other thing I want to see to show progress is, you know, Derek, I know you said get underneath 500 yards, but I'm a little... I want to see a little bit more than that. I want to see Nebraska hold Indiana to what their season average is. And their season average on uh, on total offense is like 407, 408. If we can hold them to that amount, then okay. that I think that is great progress uh, to getting that defense to where they're going to go. Because you can't keep on giving up these 500-yard games. What we got... We had uh, Northwestern and Oklahoma with over 500 yards, and then you had Georgia Southern with over 600 yards. I see what you're saying, Derek. Getting under 500 is progress, but I want to hold a team to their season average. Right now, that 407 or 408, that's what we should get, what we should strive for, and I would be really, really happy with that. Now, on the flip side, offensive progress. You know, the first three games, we did some good things offensively at times, uh, it all went to shit against Oklahoma. You know, Scott Frost is no longer there play calling and uh, or have has his influence. Tyler, what do you want to see out of this offense to show progress this week? Well, I mean, I think progress is maybe a wrong word, but I, I really want to see us continue to lean into the running game. Um, I, I, I really want to see Anthony Grant get the ball 20. I mean, he kind of had a light week against Oklahoma. He has a bye week. He should have very fresh legs. We know we want to keep Indiana off the field. I want to see him get 25 carries. I want to see whoever our number two running back is, whether it be Gabe Irvin, which is probably who we all think, whether Yant somehow gets it or Ramir, whoever it is, whoever that other guy comes in and gets another 12 to 15. I, I want to see 40 running runs out of our running backs. And, and I and obviously with that I want to see obviously the success we've seen from Anthony Grant to continue a hundred plus yards. So for me that there's questions going into Oklahoma. Would he go full Whipple if you will and throw the ball a lot? 
I don't think you got any sort of vibe on that because the game just got so out of hand yeah, and you have no clear. idea. But I, I want to see this build off what I think is the strength of this team is the running game. Derek, what do you think? You know, I, I just want to see us get back to what we were doing prior to Oklahoma. Score me 35, 40. Well, you're going to have to probably score over 40, I think, to, to beat Indiana at this point. Uh, I, but I want to see that. I just give me some damn touchdowns and get back to what we were doing before. Run, you're, if you're going to run the ball, I'm fine with that, If as long as it's working well. And if Anthony Grant's having a field day, keep giving him the ball. I agree, Tyler. I do. Because you do you do want to do whatever you can to keep Indiana's offense off the field so they're not running 100 plays. Uh, but, but you can't just stop passing. I, I want to see Casey Thompson get back to the efficiency he was – having before the Oklahoma game. I want to see Trey, Trey Palmer have a big game. Maybe Marcus Washington. Maybe get Isaiah Garcia and Nick Castaneda back out there and get him get him a decent day. I, I don't know. Uh, like I said, just, just get back to what you were doing because what you were doing was working fine. We just needed the defense to stick up a little bit better. So I think it was looking good, like in that first game against Northwestern with Vokalek out there, you know, with that check down. And with the healthy Vokalek, I think that could help help out but i do want to see a lot more uh establishing the run and you know shortening that game especially in a game like this i do not want to see uh you know three pass three whipple passes (laughs) and go three and out not in a game like this where your defense is going to be already challenged uh that's that's the part that scares me, but yeah, I, I, Tyler, I, I'm with you. I, I, I do want to see uh, a lot more running the ball, and I, I don't have the you know thoughts on the numbers, how many carries each person has. Hopefully, we you know we see three or four different running backs to keep it all fresh. Uh, how much do you want to see Casey Thompson run this game, Tyler? If he has 25 yards, I mean, no, I don't want to see him run the ball. You don't I, don't see him run the ball I, don't, I don't think that's a strength of his. I mean, I, I certainly want him to finish the game with positive rushing yards, which that would mean probably a couple carries and some good protection, but um, I, I don't need to see a design run. I don't need to see any of that with him. So I, is so with all the roster changes, not roster changes, but like the depth chart moves and changes, I guess, do you expect to see Logan Smothers with any packages in this game against uh indiana just to shorten the game with run packages maybe no i don't because because i think we can get them with a without him if we get to a point we're starting to struggle running the ball or if casey thompson gets a little erratic then then i think that he makes sense to come in for a couple plays to get a run game going or to stabilize casey but i i I hope not to see it. I don't really expect Indiana really pose that kind of threat with Casey Thompson. Um, so I, I, to answer your question, no, I don't ex- I don't think this is a game you'll see Logan in. But Derek, do you have any thoughts on Logan Smothers entering the game at all? I mean, I, I'd love to see it. I I like the quarterback run. I, and I, I agree with Tyler. I don't think that's uh, Casey Thompson's M.O. But uh, I, I also wouldn't mind seeing <laughs> Maybe a little bit of trickery there, where you bring in Logan Smothers, everybody expects run, and maybe you just throw for a little dunk pass or something. It, it's not like the guy can't throw a ball. So I, I wouldn't mind seeing that a little bit. Uh, I, I, I'm fine with with some with a few packages of him coming in running. Okay. So Derek, how do you see this game playing out on Saturday night? I, I think I've alluded to it already, but I, I, I do think it's going to be a shootout. I'm not convinced that firing Shenander was the answer of this defense. Uh, but I, their defense is terrible. I do think they'll give up a lot of points. So I, I just see a shootout. I, I think this is going to be possibly whoever has the ball last is going to win the game. Tyler? You know, I see it a little bit differently, Derek. I, I don't really see a shootout. I, I think both offenses have shown the ability to ha- turn the ball over which I think will prevent the score from getting completely out of hand. I think Nebraska is going to intentionally try to shorten the game a little bit and not give Indiana a bunch of chances. 
So I think that you 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 added a couple of turnovers maybe each way, um, and and you know you're going to keep the points down a little bit there. And Nebraska shortening the game. I think that that's it, it's going to be a close game, uh, probably a little bit sloppy because neither of these teams are that good. But I think in the end it's going to be a really competitive game that probably with a little slop it keeps the scoring down. I'm in between you. Uh, I think it'll be. I think there's going to be a lot of points scored in this game. Derek, I'm with you. If I had to bet the over, I would bet the over uh, in this game, and you'll find that out with my score prediction here in a minute. But uh, I think there's going to be a lot of points scored in this game. But, Tyler, I also agree with you. I think that's going to be sloppy. There's going to be some ugly-ass plays in this game offensively and defensively for both of these teams. This is uh, two really bad teams out of the Big Ten Bumping heads under the lights in Lincoln. And I hope uh, our bad team gets the win. But uh, it should be a game. I think. Well, I, I do think it'll be a game late in the fourth quarter. But uh, lots of ugliness. Uh, hopefully we see Nebraska clean up some of the stuff. I'm not overly convinced that uh, with a bye week that all of a sudden we're going to go from shit to gold on defense. But. We'll see. Uh, Derek, what is your score prediction for the game? All right. Well, first I'm going to throw a bold prediction out there and say there will be at least one defensive touchdown in this game. Really? Okay. Yeah. Somebody will throw an interception where they shouldn't have, and they'll take it in for six or a fumble. Who knows? Tyler, I'm going to put you on the spot here. Do you have a bold prediction for the game? No, I I don't have a bold prediction (laughs) for the game. <laughs> I, 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 mean, I, I, I let me let me put it this way. I think Nebraska has more than one sack. Okay, is that is that, is that at this point is that a bold prediction? Just think we're going to get multiple pretty sacks. Bold. Yeah, pretty bold. Like two sacks. I mean, I, I is is three is is if I put the over, I think I'd go over. I think I'd say three. Three. Okay, that's pretty bold. Pretty bold. Uh, I I fear for this game. I don't. I don't. I don't really love this game. Uh, I, my my score prediction is forty two to forty. Uh, Nebraska loses trying to go for a two point, trying to tie it up, and they miss it. Wow, going with Indiana. Uh, Tyler. I'll be honest, I went back and forth with this game. I just, I get to the point that I just, I said this earlier, if not now, it's not going to happen. I just think Mickey Joseph, Bill Bush, the rest of these coaches, the players, they just, they have too much pride to just let this become the worst year in Nebraska history. There's just, I just don't think this team is that bad. Um, I, 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 the evidence doesn't support that. I just I, I I gotta believe that they have some pride. Um, I I got Nebraska winning twenty eight to twenty one. I think we I think we do a good job. I think they have some bad inside the thirty turnovers that kind of keep them out of the end zone, and we do enough offensively to win this game. All right, I have a, a very close game. I'm in right in between you guys. Uh, I have Nebraska winning thirty four to thirty one, and uh, just. Uh, an ugly game, but it'll be so good because I think Nebraska escapes with the win. Uh, it's going to be fun, boys. Uh, if it's not, we'll be super drunk for golf on Sunday. <laughs> uh, yeah. Derek, going with Indiana. I'm shocked, man. I'm, I almost did. I, I'm not going to lie. I, I, I thought about it. I mean, again, it... It's so, scary. T- Tyler, if you if you were to take Indiana this game, you were going to take you were not going to take Nebraska the rest of the way, right? Well, I I, I can't see a game that I th- would sit here and say this is the game that's the easiest chance. Now, do, does that mean I really think we're gonna we would go one in eleven? No, I mean I think you look at the Rutgers and you look at Iowa and you look at maybe even an Illinois or if. Aiden O'Connell still injured. Like there could be games that Nebraska could win, um, 
but no, I can't imagine me picking Nebraska the rest of the year. So it'd be like, I would say that, yes, we probably don't, we probably do win another game this year. I just couldn't pinpoint it when that's going to occur if we don't win on Saturday. Okay, that's fair. I mean, do you disagree? I mean, do you, I mean, if we lose Saturday, I mean. Depends how, if if we were to lose, it depends on how we lose. But like uh, going to Ruggers the following week, I mean, I have that pegged as a win. Now, because you think we're going to beat Indiana. Yeah. But I don't know. It, 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 It certainly gets tough because. You're right. If it's not this game or next game, it's it's not going to happen. <laughs> it's not going to happen. Again, th- this is, I mean, to some degree, this game, like this season obviously is like a throwaway season at this point. It's a transition year. Maybe Mickey Joseph wins Saturday and he gets some momentum. You know, he pulls a major league. He gets one. Then he gets two. Then he plays for a streak. You know, it's happened before. One of the best quotes in movie history. Yeah. Maybe that's how this unfolds. But probably not. I I guess to me, this is also like tape for a coach. What what are they actually inheriting? And I just think if you go 1-11 or 2-10, I mean, I I think the coaching search gets a little bit harder um, to try to pry anyone from thinking that this is a year or two rebuild away. Yeah. No, I, I'm with you. I, I, I understand all that. But I also think that underneath the scenario with getting uh, Indiana Ruggers like this, this is a great opportunity to get two in a row. You're not going to have another opportunity like this to get two in a row. Uh, this is your best opportunity right now. And maybe that kind of changes, changes something, you know, getting... Mickey Joseph talked a lot about the players buying in today. That was, it was all about buy-in. That was his message today. And I think uh, back-to-back wins, that really changes. Uh, you know, it goes from buy-in to, like, really believing to winning, you know. They're buying into what the coach is, but they got to believe in themselves. And this is this would have a long way to go with that. And I mean, I, Certainly, I think if you, beat, when, if you win two in a row, you look at that Purdue game. Even if Aiden O'Connell's back, you look at Purdue and you're like, yeah, maybe. I mean, especially if we look good in those two wins. Especially if we win a game by a couple touchdowns, or you know, you you look impressive. Maybe you sit there and you say, maybe Purdue. I mean, and then all of a sudden, who knows? You pull off three in a row and you go into that second bye week. I mean, again, Iowa. We're about to talk about Iowa, Michigan. I I, I don't know. I mean, crazier things have happened in college football. Oh, yeah. Not much, uh, but that would be. All right. Well, let's get into the games of the week. Uh, last week, we all went five and one. We did not pick all the same games, but I am finally 500. I'm at 12 and 12. Uh, did I do that math right? I'm, I'm missing some games here. Uh, we all went five and one. Derek, you're 17 and seven. Tyler, you're 18 and six. I must have goofed up. No, no, we're I'm right. Yeah, twelve and twelve. Damn it! I was hoping I screwed up and I was actually uh, not five hundred higher than five hundred. Anyway, fun week last week. Uh, let's get into our first game. We got a lot of great matchups and a lot of top twenty-five matchups. I think there's five on the slate. We're gonna pick four of them, uh, even with the Games that aren't top twenty-five matchups. There's a lot of great games in the uh, in the Big Ten, but we'll start off with number four, Michigan, ten and a half point favorites at Iowa. Uh, Tyler, I mean, Derek mentioned putting a bet in. Uh, this game is my largest bet of the college football season. Um, I got Michigan steamrolling. I mean, we Iowa's offense is awful, uh, the worst offense in the country. And I just think that you look at what Michigan's offense has done. I mean, they're averaging 6.5 yards per play. Um, They have the number one scoring offense in the Big Ten. J.J. McCarthy is completing 80% of his passes. I I know Iowa's defense is as good a defense or the best defense in the Big Ten. I just just don't think they can stop them. 
enough to put up double-digit points. Like, the scenario of Iowa scoring 14 is not even on the board, and I can't see Michigan's offense not getting there. I, I think Michigan steamrolls them. I, I like, like, a 31-10 to 10 game. What if Iowa has, like, two defensive touchdowns like they did last week? Again, that would involve J.J. McCarthy throwing some interceptions. And, uh, I mean, spoiler alert, J.J. McCarthy's better than whoever the hell Rutgers quarterback was last week. They were playing Maryland. They played Rutgers last week. Iowa. Oh, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. God damn it. I'm sorry. Michigan played Maryland. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. Whoops. Derek? Well... I do tend to agree with Tyler on some of that. Uh, I, I don't think Michigan scores 31 on this defense. This defense for Iowa is really, really good. But I, I'm with you, Tyler, because Michigan's defense is pretty damn good, too. And, as a matter of fact, this is probably the best defense that Iowa have faced all year. And they haven't been able to score on mediocre defenses. I don't think they're going to score on Michigan. Uh, I could see this being more like a fourteen to three game. They'll but, cover. Yeah, I, I. That's fine, but yeah, I, I would definitely have Michigan in this game. Yeah, I have Michigan as well in this game. Uh, and as far as your defensive touchdowns go, Justin, like that's got to stop at some point. I was. Not we said that last year about touchdowns. Iowa, though, right? But it did stop. Yeah, but it did stop about halfway through the season. How many yeah, defensive touchdowns did they have last year total? Though? A lot. More than their offense, I think. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah, uh, give me Michigan. I don't know about 10.5, though. I, I really don't. Not in a game like this. Not a, uh, But shit, we'll see. Uh, maybe I'll get convinced to go with you guys in Michigan. But number seven, Kentucky. Wait, did you go Iowa or did you go Michigan? I went Michigan. Gotcha. gotcha. I just don't know. Covered by ten and a half. I'll, I'll watch that line. Number seven, Kentucky at number fourteen, Ole Miss. Ole Miss is six and a half point favorites. Derek. Ah, you know, honestly, this is a tough game. It really was because Kentucky's playing pretty good ball. Uh, Ole Miss is just destroying everybody. They're playing really good defense on top of having a potent offense. Uh. I'm going to go with the home team here, and I'm going to go with the old fighting Kiffins and say that Ole Miss finds a way to win this. Okay. Tyler? Yeah, it's a weird Lane Kiffin team. Uh, they rank fourth right now nationally in running the ball. Um, you, you think Lane Kiffin likes to air it out, and they're getting it done on the ground. Um, I'm with you, Derek. I think this this is a tough weekend of games. There's like three games that were really tough for me to pick, um, and, th- and this was certainly one of them. Um but I, I am going to give the edge of the home team. I think that Lane Kiffin can run the ball enough to keep Kentucky's offense off the field. Um, I mean, both teams have good defenses. Both defenses have been playing well, but I just think the advantage on the offense goes to uh, Ole Miss. I'm going with Kentucky here. I like I like Kentucky uh, against Ole Miss. Uh, no reason in particular. But I'm I'm not on the lane train in this game. I'm buying into what Kentucky's selling for some reason uh, until they prove me wrong. But uh, give me Kentucky. Number nine, Oklahoma State at number 16, Baylor. Baylor's two and a half point favorites. Derek? Uh, you know, I went against Baylor last week, and I don't think I can do it this week. I, I like Baylor. I no No reason in particular, maybe being home team. I think it's a good game. I think it's probably one of the better games of the of the weekend. Uh, but 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 I, but I think Baylor at home finds a way to win. Tyler, well, this was not one of the tough games for me. I I got Baylor to win this game. Oklahoma State can't stop the pass. Uh, Baylor's actually found a passing attack this year. Um, they obviously can run the ball. They're a great offensive line, great defense. Uh, I just think Baylor is a pretty significantly better team than Oklahoma State despite the ranking. So I got Baylor in this game. Yeah, my buddy, he just texted me uh, earlier earlier this morning asking me if I wanted to go to this game this weekend. Like, I'll be in Nebraska. But, yeah, you guys don't even have to, don't even have to ask me. You know I'm going with Baylor here. Uh, that means Oklahoma State's winning this one. Probably. Damn it. We'd... <laughs> 
Then maybe uh, Nebraska fans will jump off the Aranda bandwagon and jump on the Gundy bandwagon. Probably. No. Is that how that works? Oh, man. No, Aranda, he, he, he is like... I mean, we have fans that think he's a better pick than Urban Meyer. Which... That's because... Is, that, yeah. Wait till he loses most, to I Oklahoma mean, State. Then it's uh, going to yeah, be maybe, Gundy. Maybe that'll cool down. I, I saw a, a poll question that had Aranda as the better hire. And I, I was like... But, but you know, let's let's cool, cool a little bit on a two year head coach, two and a half year, I guess. I mean, he would be a solid pick, though. Great pick, but yeah, it'd be great. Not pick. urban. Uh, all right, we're gonna go ahead and pick this game. I don't know if this game's really gonna be played with uh, Hurricane Ian coming through, but number twenty two Wake Forest at number twenty three Florida State. Florida State six and a half point favorites. Uh, let's go ahead and pick it, Derek. Uh this is my team. This is. Uh... Wake Forest Demon Deacons, I like these guys. Winston-Salem, North Carolina, I spent some time a few times in uh, Winston-Salem. I I think Winston-Salem, I think the old Demon Deacons find a way to get this done. I I think they're coming off of a huge game where they almost beat uh, Clemson, and I I, I think they're the better team. They have the better offense. Defense, not so much, but I, I think they find a way to win this one. Tyler. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I disagree. Um, it was a tough game for me. I think Florida State has a better defense. They're at home. I mean, I, I just think if they have still a little bit more talent than Wake Forest, um, I, I've got FSU in this game if it's played. Yeah, I, I really hope this game is going to be played because I think it'll be really exciting. I have Florida State also. Both of these teams are really good. Florida State is surprising me this year. Uh what you know? What Mike Norvell Mike Norvell's doing there? Shoot, man, he's he's getting it going a little bit faster than what I thought it really could be done. It just doesn't seem like too long ago. Do Florida, do Florida State fans still want him to go so they could pick up old Neon Dion? I don't know. I mean, I think any fan base loves winning, so. Whoever you're winning with, you want to roll with that person. It's not until you lose where uh, it's like, okay, the next guy is going to be the the best guy for the job. But I mean, Jimbo Fisher was in there pretty good, and they kind of wanted him out. Well, he really didn't get he fired. He did start they, losing they, they, the, the final year. Plus, he's so fucking obnoxious. Who wants to be around that guy? Well, apparently, a lot of recruits in A and M. It's all well, Jimbo. It's not the money. It, it, yeah, yeah. It's his personality. Yeah. It's definitely the personalities. Uh, anyway, yeah, give me Florida State. All right, final final game, number 10, NC State at number 5, Clemson. Clemson is six and a half point favorites also. Derek. Uh, I can't pick the underdog two in a row. You got to go Clemson here. Uh, I, they're just slight. They're just too, too talented, I think, for NC State. I think it's a tough game for them. I think that back-to-back weeks are playing tough games. I think it's a very close game, but I, I think Clemson at home finds a way to get it done. Tyler? Again, really, really tough game. You know, a trivia fact that I did not know until looking a little bit more into this, Clemson has scored 35 points in every contest this season. Like, I I, I, I don't know if I read that right. I checked it a couple times. It didn't make sense to me. That's right. And, th- and then I looked last week, and I'm not going to – Dare try to pronounce this quarterback's last name, but DJ went and threw 371 yards and five touchdowns. Like, I I don't know. I mean, I maybe need to turn into Clemson football every now and again, but I, I, I do like NC State. I think they're a really good team, and it's going to be a tight game, but I, I, I just I think Clemson's got a little bit rolling on offense, and you know what they've got defensively. Tyler, you do realize that Ugalele, that's this isn't his first year at Clemson, right? He sucked last year. He was dog shit. Yeah. I couldn't pronounce his name last year. But you know what he didn't do last year? <laughs> Scored touchdowns. You know yeah. He didn't throw 371 yards and five touchdowns in a game. Yeah. yeah. But you know what he did do last year? Win 10 games. Oh, he's that was like the he quietest double-digit win season that a team had last year. But does That may be true, but... What is your t- Justin? What, I'll let you go. Who do you got? The- I, have Cle- I have Clemson also. I was looking for reasons to pick NC State in here because I, I do think that 
Clemson is vulnerable. I'm, I'm still not buying into the Ugalele stuff because basically because of all of last year, I I don't know how you change that, but I think he's going to fall down. And this is probably going to be the prime time where he does slip up and they don't do it great. But no, I'm, it, I'm going it with Clemson. It, it would not shock me one bit if NC State pulls out a victory here. Yeah. NC State's a good team. I, got, I, I, I don't I, even I, know if Clemson covers. I mean, I would... If I, I had to bet, I'd bet. I, I, I just think at the end of the day, Clemson has more talent, and they they just find a way to eke it out at the end. So, so everything you guys are saying, right? I I will not bet this game. Tough game. I I do think it's interesting though that Clemson, with all of their recent success, like I just feel like, and they're ranked fifth in the country. Like they are so under the radar, and I can't tell if they're being like just completely discredited. I mean, they had one year they weren't excellent. And people act like the sky is falling. They they offense appears to have turned a leg. I mean they 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 played. I don't know who, who who did they just beat last week? Wake Forest in overtime. Wake Forest, yeah. Wake I mean Forest. they they just had a good victory. I mean, I don't know. That was a tough game. I got man. I was rooting so hard for Wake Forest in that I, game. I, I just feel like they're but. they might be a little bit under the. They might be being disrespected right now. I don't know. I, I don't know. I mean, a victory against NC State would. be If I a remember huge correctly, better. Wake Forest was controlling that game until the fourth quarter. Uh, their, their defense struggled most of that game. It, it was. It was a pretty. It was a pretty big struggle. They they were. Not not a good defense at all. Yeah. They just, they're they offensively they're just tough to stop. But. All right, well, That's we it. got all of our picks in. Guys, any final thoughts before I uh, make the trek back to Hastings? I hope I'm wrong. I just want to put that out there. I hope I'm wrong. I hope we beat Indiana by six touchdowns. How I'd... dare you pick against Nebraska when we're about to party with, like, 40 family members? You're going to be that guy that picked against Nebraska. That that guy used to be me, and now it's you. Now you'll <laughs> know how it well, feels. There's too much moving parts. I, I just can't see our defense getting better just because Bill Bush is doing it. Like I just I don't see it. Yeah, I hope you're on. Yeah, I, I I do too. Well, all right, guys. Uh, I'll see you here in a couple of days. Uh, a special thanks to our producer Connor Russell for putting this audio together for us. Be sure to follow the Husker Cuscast on Twitter at Husker Cuscast. Like us on Facebook. Look for episodes anywhere you get your podcasts. Hit that subscribe button and don't forget to rate and review. On behalf of Derek and Tyler, we want to thank everybody for listening. And as always, go Big Red.